Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Would you stand with me all over this building? Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord in a mighty way in this day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't, sometimes as a preacher, I say that there is somebody that came with a need or someone has a need. Somehow in my spirit today, I believe that there are a number of people who arrived here today that you have needs. You came to the right place. You're at the Father's house. It'd be different if this was Al's house. It'd be different if this was Buddha's house or Muhammad's house. But this is the Father, God the Father's house. His son, Jesus Christ, he's here. And there's something about that name that can change your circumstance. Would someone say amen today? I really feel that I have a strong word from God here today. I don't know exactly how it will be delivered. It may come across in preaching. It may come across in teaching. But I will be honest with you. I have fought. I didn't think it was going to be that hard to pull together a sermon on this. But I'm just telling you I've fought. And when I fight principalities and powers, it's because the enemy does not want you to get a truth that is getting ready to come forth here today. I want you to grab hold to it. Thank you, voices of praise. Thank you, Julia, for for bringing us into worship with that beautiful name, the name of Jesus. Can you imagine how terrible it would be for us not to be able to utter Jesus. Praise God. I am so thankful today that he has given us a tongue. A tongue that allows us to speak. Now we have a little Maltese. Little Maltese, tiny little thing. Uh, We got a book on Maltese and a Maltese the original breed of a Maltese is a wolf you wouldn't think it would you in our little Maltese head it thinks it's a wolf it hadn't lost that if you get near my wife the wolf is going to come out of that little dog But there's another little thing that we found out in that book. A Maltese has seven voices. And I wish I had a recording of some of that so that you could hear our little Maltese. And at different times when it's trying to express itself, it will. 
Y'all would make fun of me if I started imitating my dogs, so I'm not going to do that. But I can, at different times, it will try to communicate. And as hard as it tries to communicate, it never has, not one time, with all of those seven voices, has it said, Hi, Dad, I'm glad you're home. I mean, it knows how to lick. It knows how to wag its tail. It knows how to make those little sounds. But it can't speak. God, when he made man, he gave us a tongue. But he gave a tongue to a lot of animals and a lot of creatures. But God went further with you and with me. He gave us the ability to communicate with a tongue. And so today I am preaching, it is time to speak. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 7 says, A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. Now, when I first got this message in my spirit, I was thinking that possibly the Lord wanted me to talk about speak up against the injustices that are happening in the world. But that wasn't the path he took me on. I would like to speak up against a lot of things, and I do think that we need to speak up as Christians. But today I'm going to ask you to consider speaking in authority as God directs you. Heavenly Father, let this time be fruitful, we ask in Jesus' lovely and precious holy name. Amen. You may be seated. We have the ability with our tongue to speak. And the Bible says with confession, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not only is the tongue important in confessing, but oftentimes people wonder why did God choose speaking in tongues as the initial evidence or in evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because the tongue is an unruly member. It really is. If you don't believe it, just go into the workplace and keep your ears open. You'll hear a lot of unruly tongues. Amen? But God has given you and I a special gift of communication. Now, recently I was reading an article that if we were in outer space and I was yelling at the top of my lungs to you, you could not hear me because Sound waves have to have something to travel on, and in outer space, there's nothing for the sound waves to travel on. So that's why astronauts have to have a space helmet on and speak into a microphone, 
and their voice is communicated to their fellow astronaut through radio waves, which will travel. And I, I got to thinking about that, and I thought, no, you might not be able to hear me, but if I was making an effort in outer space to call on Jesus, he would hear me. Can I just tell you that he will hear me at three o'clock in the morning. He will hear me at the emergency room at the hospital. He will hear me when I'm cut off and about to get in a wreck in traffic, come on. He will hear me when I'm happy and he knows how to hear me when I'm happy. I'm just telling you here today that we've got a God that wants to hear from us. Now, you are what you eat is what they say. There's another expression that says that you are what you speak. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, the Bible tells us, and we quote this quite a bit, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If we realize the power of what comes out of our mouth, we would be far more careful in choosing our words. Even quoting the word of God must be quoted by the spirit and not by our own motivations. There's a lot of people who will quote a scripture trying to form it to their thinking or their doctrine instead of just quoted according to how the scripture, according to the spirit leading in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. and verse 6 it says, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 43 through 45, it lets us know that for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. These words that we speak are fruit, and we are identified by our fruit. Have you ever thought about it that you'd hear someone and you'd go, if the way they talk, if they're a Christian, I don't want to be one. Come on. Yeah. Have you ever dealt with someone that they said they were a Christian, but they were mean with their words. They were mean with their actions and we know them by their fruit and in Matthew chapter 12 it says we will give an account for every word we speak now when I was a kid you weren't allowed to say the word pregnant if you were a kid you didn't say that I had heard that a neighbor was pregnant and there was a group of people over at our house and I was just a little kid and I spoke up, I said, yeah, she's pregnant. <laughs> My dad turned because you just didn't say that back then. I'm not sure why, but you didn't say that. He said, boy, where'd you learn that word? 
Now, why did I even bring that up? Can you just imagine some of the words that we have said, some of the things that we have uttered, some of the mean-spirited things that have come out of our mouths, some of the negative talk, and then one day we stand before Almighty God in judgment, and God says, why'd you say that? Well, I said it because I was in a group and, and, and it was kind of fun. We were talking, making fun of them. And that isn't going to hold up in front of God. Someone help me out here. So how do you get that erased? Dear God, please forgive me for every negative word. Forgive me for every sin. Forgive me. And the Bible says God will wipe that away and, and never to be remembered against you again. That's the kind of thing I want to have happen when I stand before him in judgment. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 23 says, Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Now, confession happens with our tongue. Calling things, as, uh, calling things that are not as though they are. And that's one of the main points I want you to take away from here. I do not believe in name it, claim it. Because there's a lot of people who name things that is not lining up with the word and the will of God. Amen. Amen. It, it, it's just, uh, just because you name it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But if you are sincerely lining up with the Word of God, I mean, if you're sincerely lining up with God and His plan for your life, I believe you can start declaring things that God will take action in your behalf when you start naming things according to His plan and according to His will. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. We are made in God's image. We have been given authority. Everyone say authority. We have been created to have dominion over the earth. Did you hear what I am saying? We were created to have dominion over the earth. Look here, we have dominion, we have authority. And, and, in, and if we have that, then we need to use that. Job chapter 22 verse 28 says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways. However, remember, our confession must line up with the Word of God. Our words must line up with God's Word, with God's Spirit. We should be lining up with God's blessings and, and with God's love. The second thing I want you to understand is with the tongue we sow, and the Bible says, with whatever we sow, we will also reap. If we sow negativity, we're going to reap that. Okay, I, 
I, I, I, I want to get down to the nitty gritty on this. I hear people talk so bad about themselves. I, I had a guy one time, I was communicating with him quite a bit and, and all he would do was talk bad about himself. And I finally told him, I said, I am going to hang up the phone if you keep talking bad about yourself. He would tell me how dumb he was, how worthless he was, how insignificant he was. It just went on and on. I finally said, I refuse to listen to it. We have a lot of people who have been trained to look at themselves negatively. We, we have a lot of people that uh, just understand, ladies, if you don't have Barbie shape, come on now, let's get real. Her shape isn't even real. But if you don't have Barbie shape, don't go around and say, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm not appealing. Because you'll begin to believe that. You'll begin to think that is true. You'll begin to think that that's really what you are. Guys, if you all don't have a six pack and, and, and walking around looking like Hercules, it, it, don't go around saying, I'm just a doughboy. I'm just fat. I'm, I'm. Look here. Talk to yourself. The Bible says, speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. Well, people think I'm crazy. They think that anyway. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. Look here. If you go speak to yourself, look in the mirror. Speak life to yourself. Speak authority. I am a child of God. I am more than a conqueror. I am someone special. I was made in his image. I have dominion. I have power. I have authority. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I'm in authority in Jesus' name. Come on. That's why we have people that are killing themselves because they have convinced themselves that they're useless and worthless and their friends will tell them we love you we care for you but they speak to themselves negatives come on now y'all work with me how we confess what we sow what we sow with our mouth we will reap amen it's time that we start speaking things to ourselves. I, I, now look, I, I know y'all are gonna think I'm crazy, but that's okay. But I wish some people would start in the morning. In fact, I wish you'd start tonight. When you get into, in front of the mirror and you're brushing your teeth, getting ready for bed, look in the mirror and say, I'm blessed. 
I'm highly favored. I'm going to be all that God has intended for me to be. I'm going to be a great father. I'm going to be a great husband. I'm going to be a great wife. I'm going to be a great man or woman of God. I'm going to be what God has ordained for me to be. I am sowing good seed and I'm going to reap it. See, our problem is we sow in comparisons. We, we sow in comparisons. Amen. Uh, Phil, stand up if you don't mind. Uh, if all I compared myself to Brother Phil was in art, I would be lower than dirt. I mean, accidentally he can, he can draw and paint and do things better than me. My very, 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 very best effort would be childish compared to what he can do. So if I'm comparing myself to Phil Nobles in one category, I'm going to leave here defeated. I'm not as good as Phil. I, I can't do what Phil can do. I'm not useful. I'm not good. But there are some things I can do that Phil can't do. I don't know what that is yet, but there are some things. Thank you, Brother Phil. See, we sow off of comparisons. Come on now. And, and so we have to understand that whatever we sow, your declaration sets your direction. Your proclamation determines your position. Your speech releases your success. Your confession delivers your conquest. Your voice releases the victory. Hallelujah. Your words produces your wealth. Come on now. There is a spiritual principle at work in confession. It is called sowing and reaping. Amen. Galatians chapter 6 verse 5 says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Now, we, we like to use that with offerings. If you sow a big offering, you'll get a big blessing. And if you tithe, you'll get a blessing. Look here. That is one area. But we sow in more than just money. We probably sow more with our mouth than we do with anything. And now, today, I am here declaring to you it's time that we start sowing positives into our lives and start declaring it. If you sow bitterness, don't be upset that people are bitter towards you. If, if you're sowing selfishness, don't be surprised when people are selfish toward you. If you plant uh, word seeds, don't be surprised that they grow. Sometimes they grow in your children 
and you didn't realize that they heard your word seeds and so they started using the same sowing method that you have used. I'm going to tell you, parents, we have a big responsibility in this day. Because your children will turn into you at some point. I was giving Julia a spanking one time. And I used to, I, I couldn't stand this when my dad did it. He'd be spanking me and I'd be crying like crazy. I was thinking the man was killing me. He was using about that much belt. I was screaming, ah, like I was dying. And he'd say, dry it up, boy, before I give you something to cry about. I was spanking Julia one day, and I said, you better dry it up before I give you something to spank about or to cry about. And I stopped. I went, I just turned into my daddy. When did that happen? I left there. I went to Jackie. I said, I just turned into my dad right over there in the kitchen. Sometimes we sow things and our little children hear them. And so they grow up to be the same type of farmer that we are. We're sowing bad seed and they learn how to sow the bad seed. Come on, start pointing your children to success. Start pointing them to greatness. Start, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. You can do it. Yes, this world is not easy. Yes, this world has tribulation. But God delivers us from them. All oh, someone believe what I'm preaching here today. Amen. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. This is one of the oddest scriptures because most of the time we don't read it this way. We don't think about it this way. Listen to what it says. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Where do you think? Most of us would say we think right here. But what this verse is saying, when it gets down into your heart, it gets down into your person, into your spirit. Someone calls you dumb, that just got there. Someone calls you ignorant, that just got there. Someone told you that you were fat, that just got there. Someone called you beanpole, they never called me beanpole, but that just got there. But what the problem is, is some people let it go from there down to here. And then they start believing that they are all those things. As a man thinks in his heart, once it gets into your spirit, oh man, I feel God right now. Someone's got to hear what I'm saying. What's in your spirit? What's really down deep in your spirit? Come on, help me. Are, are, you, are you really, are you really what the devil has been lying to you about? Are you really 
what the kid on the playground called you? And some adults are still carrying hurtful words that happened on the playground. Come on. Some of you are still carrying what a parent or a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, you're still carrying it. It got from your head down to your heart. And so you're believing that you really are what they called you. Well, what if it's the truth, preacher? What if it really is the truth? That's what I'm preaching about today. It may be that you have frailties and faults and weaknesses, but that doesn't mean that's where you've got to stay. It doesn't mean that's where you've got to dwell. If, if you know that you've got a deficiency, Start speaking the word of God. Start declaring, I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome my addiction. I'm going to overcome my habit. I'm going to overcome that thing that has a grip on me. I speak to it. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, big boy or girl, you're getting ready to go down flesh because the spirit man is going to rise up and win. You're not going to be in control oh Lord help me right here I, I, I want to cut to the end of my sermon I, I want you to look at I want you to look at Luke chapter 9 verse 6 and then there's another passage of scripture brother Roger I didn't throw this one to you this one came late Luke chapter 9, verse 6, and then I want you in just a little bit to thumb over to Acts chapter 3, verse 6. And I, I want you to see a picture. I, I've got to throw one thing out to you. You've got to have word in you if you're going to argue with the enemy. The enemy can argue as good as you can argue, but he can't out-argue the word. Now, I, I want everyone, someone, please listen to me. Man, I've, I, I feel a desperation in this message today. Someone hear me. I had a person call me recently, and they said, one of my weaknesses is I, I just don't have a lot of Scripture memorized. I don't know a lot of Scripture. And I said, there was a time I didn't. And so I would just quote whatever one I could remember. It might not have anything to do with what the devil was attacking me. I remember one time I was going through this spiritual warfare, a major spiritual warfare. I didn't have a scripture on warfare. I didn't have one committed to memory. I didn't have a Bible near me. So you know what I did? I, I knew John 3, 16, so I just started quoting that. Yeah, but that didn't make it. That, what that have to do with anything? I just know the devil hates the word of God. So I just started quoting it. You might not have a repertoire of scriptures that you can, you can draw from. Just quote the ones that you know. Let me give you one right here. It's two words. Remember it. It says in John eleven thirty five, 35, Jesus wept. 
and the devil's trying to get you to do something you don't, and you're like, what scripture could I use? Well, I don't know. Jesus wept. Just try it. Preacher, that's foolish. Look here. The devil doesn't take God's word as foolish. The devil understands there's power and authority. My Lord God, I feel God in this place right now. Amen. Now listen to this little example here real quick. Jesus is talking to a lame man in Luke chapter 6, verse 9. Thank you, Roger. You got that pulled up for me. And they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Um, I, I think I gave you the wrong scripture. I'm trying to, Lord help me here. Might have been Mark. I, I think I wrote the wrong one down. I'm going to just tell you what it's about. Jesus was talking to a lame man. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not. Jesus was talking to a lame man. And here's what he said. Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Everyone say arise. arise. All right. We move over to the book of Acts. Hopefully that's the right one. Acts chapter 3 and verse 6. Simon Peter now is going to do something. And, and he says he's getting ready to go into the temple. And a man's asking for help, and the man is lame. And listen to what Simon Peter says. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise. Say it again. Now, Listen, to, here's my point. He had listened to the master. He had watched the master do it. Jesus said, rise, and the man rose up. Jesus is now dead, buried, raised from the dead, ascended back to his father. Simon Peter is walking into the temple, and this man says, I need help. And Simon Peter goes, bing. I saw my master use this formula. He told the person, rise and walk. I'm going to try it. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise. Boom. Immediately. Immediately, the results came. What did he do? He spoke it, but he was imitating his master. He was imitating what Jesus said. Now, I'm encouraging you two things today. Number one, get the word of God in you. If you don't have the word of God in you, I've already told you a stopgap until you get the word of God in you. But get the word of God in you. And then the second one, when you come against situations, imitate your master. Jesus, he looked out and he said to the storm, peace, be still. 
Somebody here today, and I'm telling you the way God's been dealing with me in this message, someone's been going through a storm in your life. Someone has been battling the enemy. But I'm here today to tell you, imitate your master and speak to your storm today and say, peace, be still. Come on, would you stand with me, please? Jesus spoke to a fig tree. He went to the fig tree. It didn't bear fruit. It ticked him off. How many of you know Jesus got ticked off? He got ticked off. He looked at the fig tree. He was hungry. He wanted figs. No figs. He cursed it. Not curse words. He put a curse on it. It dried up. And you might say, well, that's a, that's a cool story. But he told us that if there was a mountain in front of us, that we could say to the mountain, Lord, help me right now. Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and the mountain would be removed and cast into the sea. I somehow believe there's someone here today that you've been facing a mountain that you don't know how to get around. You don't know how to climb over. You don't know how that you're going to get around or through, but just speak to it. Get out of here. That mountain might be a situation going on in your home. That mountain might be your marriage. That mountain might be your finances. That that mountain might be something spiritual going on. Speak to that mountain today and say, it's got to go. And my last point is this, Jesus arrived. He arrived to where a man was full of demons. In fact, he was known as legion. He had so many demons in him. And I wanna just tell you how quick and how easy it was. The master spoke to legion. And, and the devil said, don't cast us into hell yet. Let us go into the swine. And here's what Jesus said. Go. That's all he had to do. Go. Go. Someone's not getting it yet. Go. <laughs> Man, I'm feeling God. Go. Go. <laughs> I got to tell you this, and then we're going to have an altar call. My granddaddy, he had a, he had a violent temper. When I was growing up, I was scared of that wonderful man. <laughs> Me and my uncle, my uncle was more like my brother. My grandmama had children late in life, and he was like my brother. And we had ticked him off. And he was so mad. He was so angry that he went, go. I want to assure you, he did not have to say go two times. He said go and we were picking them up and putting them down like track stars, getting away before he changed his mind. Go. I wish someone here today would get fired up at the devil and say, go. I'm through messing with you. I'm through being beat up. I'm reaping 
God's blessings. And I'm saying, go. Go. Lord God, someone hear me today. We are, we're living in a world where the devil is trying to cause more and more people to take their lives. More and more people are battling depression. Don't live with it. Speak to it. God, help me. Saints of God, pray with me. Help me right now. Speak to it. I'm going to ask everyone to gather in the altar. That's what I'm feeling impressed. Come on. Come quickly. Come real quick. Push in. Push in as close as you can. I want everyone as close as you can in the altar. Come on. Help me out. God, in your name, help me right now. There's something special in this house today. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's something special in this house today. Come on. Squeeze in tight. Come on. Oh, God. Oh, God. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help us. Help us now. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, right now. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.